You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this is episode 193 of Theology for the Rest of Us. So glad to be publishing an episode for you here today. You know, it's been a year. In fact, this week will be the one-year anniversary of this podcast, Theology for the Rest of Us, and I have learned a lot. It has been a great, crazy ride. Uh, For the first 10 or 11 months of the existence of this podcast, I was able to publish anywhere from four to six episodes a week, Uh, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, uh, but that was sort of my typical range every week. And loved doing that and loved being able to correspond with so many of you uh, great listeners out there. Um, but then uh, then life happened. I got crazy busy. Uh, I had a new opportunity, I'll tell you about in just a minute, uh, come up my way. And then uh, and then the holiday season hit. And then I've been traveling a lot in, in the month of January. In fact, just got back from the Dominican Republic. So i uh, just been crazy busy. And with all that said, here I am in late January. And I haven't published an episode uh, you know, in a month. And I've only published two episodes over the last two months or so. Um, but again, I am back in the saddle, so you can expect me to uh, to be publishing episodes on a regular basis. Uh, I, I don't think I'll be able to publish them at the same frequency that I have in the past, but I certainly will be uh, publishing episodes on a regular basis. I've loved corresponding with so many of you, so would love to continue to do that. Feel free to keep sending me emails and tweets and corresponding with me. I promise I will try to respond to as many emails uh, as possible. I have realized that there is a, a loyal fan base uh, for the podcast, and that is incredibly encouraging. I've gotten so many great emails from so many of you, encouraging emails from people, uh, a couple emails from people telling me that uh, that that I need to get on it because uh, because they ran out of episodes to listen to, or that they've listened to all their other podcasts and they need more listening, and so uh, get on you know get back in there and record some more episodes. I've had a lot of you still sending me questions. In fact, I've got a queue now of more than six. Questions that I haven't answered. So my guess is that over the next hundred episodes or so of the podcast, I'm going to be spending a lot of time answering questions that I've gotten from listeners. Um, but it really, really is amazing. I mean, there's so many of you out there that have been so encouraging to me, been loyal listeners. I just want to say a big thank you to you. Uh, you guys have continued to download the episodes and tell your friends about it and recommend it. And you've left great reviews and ratings on, on iTunes and other directories. Um, it, it's been really, really encouraging to hear from so many of you. So thank you to all of you. I um, just want to take a minute out before I answer the question for this episode to let you know the reason why I've uh, sort of been out of pocket uh, is because I got a new job. Uh, many of you know that about a year and a half ago, I launched a nonprofit organization called Blue Sky Missions, which was an organization designed to uh, plan and facilitate short-term missions trips for groups, churches, Christian schools, families, whatever. Um, had a chance to do a handful of trips. It was awesome. And loved doing that, uh, but then recently I was reached out to—is that the right terminology or the right grammar? I don't know. I, they reached out to me. I was contacted by um, some of the leadership at a great organization called Bethany International, a very large uh, nonprofit organization based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And there are multiple legs to uh, Bethany International. There's a a missions department that does both long-term and short-term missions. There's also a publishing leg. There's a a, a really cool coffee shop they own in in the Minneapolis area. Um, And then the biggest part of the 
the, the organization, or one of the biggest parts of it is, uh, is a fully accredited university, uh, as well as a gap year program. You may have heard me talk about it on the program before when I interviewed my friend uh, Kenneth Freire back in episode 166, episode 141, and episode 132. I interviewed one of the uh, professors and leaders at Bethany Global University. Uh, Ken Freire is uh, one of the teachers on campus there at the school at Bethany Global University, as well as the director of the gap year program called the Lead Internship. And he's a personal friend of mine. So he's really the guy that kind of uh, really reached out to me initially and kind of passed my resume and name along to some of the leadership at Bethany International. So long story short, uh, I was reached out to or contacted by the leadership at Bethany International and they asked me to come on board. And so I basically took Blue Sky Missions, the organization I had started, and merged the operations of Blue Sky with the short-term missions department at Bethany International. So I am now the director of that department. And I am loving being a part of a great missions organization. If you have any questions about that, feel free to shoot me an email. Hey Ortiz at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. Again, that's Hey Ortiz at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. I'd love to correspond with you personally about that. So that's a perfect segue into answering the question I'm going to answer on today's episode. I've been asked this uh, dozens and dozens of times in my life. Um, it really, just this week was asked while I was in the Dominican Republic uh, with a team uh, from Minnesota uh, doing some uh, short-term missions work there. I was asked by someone, but yet again, why is missions so important to you? And why should Christians care about missions? I think the answer to this question is really quite simple. And that is because God cares. You should care because God cares. Listen, if, if your heart beats for things that are different than what God's heart beats for, there's a problem. Can you imagine being in a romantic relationship with someone and not caring about anything they care about? Like For those of you who are married, you know that if, if you claim to love your spouse, but you don't care about anything they care about, there's going to be a problem in that relationship. And in fact, this, this goes for any relationship we might have, right? Whether this is colleagues at work or your spouse or friends from, from you know, whatever genre or walk of life that you happen to find yourself in. If, if you don't care about the things they care about, you're going to have a tough time making a connection with that person. You're, you're going to have a tough time fellowshipping, right? Communing with that person. You're going to have a tough time having a quality relationship because you have nothing in common. You don't care about the same things. Well, listen, if you don't care about what God cares about, there's going to be a brokenness to your relationship with God. There's going to be something missing. In addition to that, if you don't care about the things that God cares about, I question how much you love God. Listen, if you claim to love God, you ought to love the things that God loves. This is a natural byproduct of loving someone. When you love someone, over time, you will begin to love the things that they love. The things that matter to them will begin to matter to you. Let's go back to being in a romantic relationship. If you were in a romantic relationship with someone for an extended period of time, and they care about a particular thing, and your heart never grows in love for that thing, well, I would question how much you love that person. This is a really, really important concept, I think, for us as Christians to really grapple through and ask ourselves, what are the things that God loves? And there are things on the list that God loves. And therefore, those of us who claim to love God, as we spend time with God, as we grow in our faith, and we mature in our Christian, in our Christian walk, and we, when we mature in our life, we ought to gravitate toward the things that God loves. 
at the beginning of our faith, our heart might not love the things that God loves, right? That might not happen at first, but over the course of time, our affections, our love for the things of God should grow and expand. And if that's not happening with you, then there is a problem that needs to be addressed. I'm not saying that you're not saved or that you don't love God. Don't hear that. I'm simply saying is there's a brokenness to your relationship with the Lord that needs to be addressed. God cares about all the people on planet Earth. And if you don't care about all the people on planet Earth, well, there's a problem. You don't love the same things that God loves. From the very beginning, it has been God's plan to have his glory shown through all the peoples of all the nations on planet Earth. God created Adam and Eve back in the Garden of Eden, and then he, he told them to go forth and multiply, to fill the earth. That's what he wanted them to do. And God knew that over the course of thousands and thousands of years that humans would develop into multiple ethnic groups, which is what we see on planet Earth today. We see uh, thousands upon thousands of ethnic groups all around the planet. And it is God's desire for his name to be glorified and worshipped in every single ethnic group. According to the Joshua Project, which is a great research organization, the Joshua Project um, says there's about 16,000 different ethnic groups on planet Earth. Approximately 10,000 of them have had the gospel preached in their particular territory or in their particular you know, region and language. It's about 10,000 of the people groups of the world, of the ethnic groups of the world, have been reached with the gospel. Well, that means there are over 6,000 people groups that have never even heard the gospel even once. And between those 6,000 people groups represents about 40% of the population of planet Earth. 40% of the people of planet Earth live in 6,000 people groups that have never even had a chance to hear about the redemptive power of God. 6,000 people groups, which represent 40% of the world's population, have never even had the opportunity to hear about a God of love who came to planet Earth, died for, died for the sins of man, and rose from the dead. And if they believe on him, if they put their hope and trust in this man, Christ, this God-man named Jesus, that they could be saved, they could be rescued from eternal condemnation, eternal punishment, that they could have fellowship and enjoy God forever. This is incredible news, right? This is good news. That's what the word gospel literally means, good news. It is beautiful news. It is awesome news. And 40% of the world hasn't heard it. And that's what missions is all about. Missions is about sending people and money and resources away from your ethnic group to a different ethnic group so that they can hear the good news of Jesus. You know, over the years in my pastoral ministry, I've heard people talk about uh, wanting Jesus to come back sooner or, or praying and saying, Lord, come quickly. Well, I got news for you. Of the 16,000 people groups on planet Earth, 6,000 of them haven't heard. And Jesus made it clear that this gospel will be preached to all the nations and then the end will come. So if you want Christ to come back quickly, here's what you should do. Get involved in world missions. If you want Christ to come back faster, help the gospel get out to the nations of the world faster. It is God's desire to have his name be praised and be made famous 
among all the people groups on planet Earth. God wants to be glorified amongst all of the people groups. He deserves to be glorified among all the people groups. He has earned it. And it is our responsibility to go be a part of bringing the good news to those people groups so that the people there can hear it and that, that, and that some of them could respond to the truth of the gospel. And this is our privilege to be a part of the work of getting the gospel to the places where it has not yet reached. And every single Christian has a part to play in world missions. It's not just a missionary who goes overseas. It's not just a pastor. It's every single believer. We all have a role to play in getting the gospel to the places where it has not yet been. This is what we call the Great Commission. All of us need to be a part of sending the gospel to the places where it's not been or taking the gospel to the places where it's not been. We see this in the early church where, where the church in Israel is sending people to other places and the church of Antioch is sending people and money to other places. And we see the church in Philippi sending money and people to other places. And, and the same should go for us today. We of the church uh, of North America, most of you listening to this are in North America, um, we, should, we should be sending people and money and resources to other places so that the gospel can expand to those 6,000 people groups that have not yet heard the gospel. And every single one of us have a role to play. No Christian is exempt. For some of you, that does mean maybe you're going to go overseas long-term. So for some of you, maybe it means short-term. For, for some of you, maybe that means you pray every day for, for missions work or for missionaries. Maybe for some of you, that means you're a mobilizer like I am, where you are a, a part of getting other people engaged in world missions, getting them you know, to be more aware of what's going on, to think about what's going on, and to show them opportunities of how they can get more involved. For most of us, if not for all of us, that means that we should be giving away a lot of money to great missions works and, and, and church plants that are overseas and other sorts of mercy ministries and things going on around the globe. Listen, God cares about all the peoples of the earth. Do you? God thinks about the people of Thailand and Burma and India and Ghana and Paraguay and Haiti. Do you? Or do you only think about yourself and your own city or your own family or your own local church? If you're only thinking about the small group of people that are directly connected to you, I got news for you you are not thinking about and caring about the same thing that God is thinking about and caring about. God's heart is much larger than that. So my challenge to every person who's listening to this who may profess to be a follower of Christ, if you claim to be a genuine believer, if you claim to love Jesus, I want to challenge you in two ways. Number one, begin to ask God, what's my role to play in world missions? What am I to do to help get the gospel to places where it has not yet been. Pray about that. Think about that. Begin to do some research and figure out ways that you can get involved in expanding the work of the gospel around the globe. And the second thing I want to challenge you to pray about is your own heart. If you don't care about the things that God cares about, if you don't care about the world and the nations and all the peoples of the world, the way God cares about them, then something needs to change in your heart. It needs to change quick. So I encourage you to go before the Lord and just say, God, I am sorry for my sin against you 
and not caring about the things you care about, not caring about people the way you care about them, not caring about missions as the way I should. Repent and say to him, God, will you change my heart? Will you mold my heart to care about the peoples of the world the way you do, to think about them the way you do? Lord, change me so that I will be more like you. Pray that prayer. And I promise you, God will begin to transform your heart in a profound way. And you just might find yourself on the other side of the planet on a mission trip someday. Wouldn't that be awesome? Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope this has been helpful and challenging. If you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on a future episode of the show, feel free to shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can correspond with me on Twitter at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, if you love the podcast, would you consider heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review? Those reviews are a big, big help to the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.